This town ain't big, this town ain't small, it's a little above, they say. Our ball club may be minor league, but at least it's triple yeah, this is going to be more than AAA. We're going to be talking World Baseball Classic today on the Man on Second podcast, part of the rapidly growing Real Voices of the Game Productions. I'm Joe Frasaro, joined by Dave D'Agostino, and we got a really special guest because we're going to be really diving deeply into the World Baseball Classic, and there's no better media person to talk to about this event than Daniel Alvarez of El Extra Base, based down here in South Florida. Danny is from Venezuela. We're gonna, He's right now. We're recording this on Thursday. Venezuela is going to, about a half an hour, going to be playing the, the Mets up in Port St. Lucie. Danny is on location. Uh, Dave, will, before we get to Danny, come on in. Any announcements, my friend? And this should be a fun show. Yep, I'll keep my preamble short. We want to get to Danny before the game here. Uh, 13,500 subscribers now. Uh, make sure you download, listen, like, subscribe to our podcast. We'll continue to bring you great content like we're doing today with this live uh, live recorded session with Danny. Make sure Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, follow us, engage us. We had over 200 questions this morning. I'll respond to one on online, and then I'll answer everybody else privately. Um, but with that, Joe, we, we reached over 70 countries as of today. It was 69 before this show. I just checked that 71 countries we're in right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. And we're going to expand around the globe even further with our man on location, Mr. Daniel Alvarez. Danny, my friend, how you doing up there? I'm doing great, Joe and Dave. Uh, thank you so much for having me again. And probably you're going to add one more country to the list uh, <laughs> once this podcast is released, you know, for the people in, in Venezuela. But yeah, so happy to be here with you guys and so happy to have um, the World Baseball Classic a couple hours away. Yeah, what? Tell us about you know. So people know you're you and your mom uh, are on location. You do it. You you dive real deeply into it. Obviously, you're from Venezuela. You know all about the Venezuelan team, but you know a lot about the Dominican Republic, especially the Latin American teams. Uh, what do you tell us about your day this morning? Team Venezuela kind of preview. They're going to play the Mets. What are you looking for to, uh, today? Because the tournament's going to open on Saturday for Venezuela against the Dominican Republic down in Miami at Lodine Pope Park. Yeah, Joe, today it's going to be an, uh, an interesting day because you know that for the WBC, they have the 30-man roster and then there's a designator's pitcher's pool list. And eight, uh, four of those pitchers will pitch tonight. And, and it's curious because two of them will replace Eduardo Rodriguez and Jesus Luzardo if Venezuela advances to the second round, which I, I think they probably will. And it's going to be interesting to see how they perform today facing some big league hitting and seeing what they have to work on, knowing that whenever they need them, they'll be called to the to the big team. So that's going to be the interesting part today. Seeing also Eugenio Suarez in first base, Eduardo Escobar in left and in, in third base. I I meant it's it's going to be very interesting because this team has a lot of depth and and players that can play different positions like Eugenio Escobar, Hernan Perez, and that's going to be a a very strong point for the Venezuelan team. Fill me in because I've been out of pocket doing a lot of other things. What's going on with Jesus Luzardo? Jesus Luzardo, he's only scheduled to pitch one game. I think it's going to be the fourth game of the tournament against Team Israel. And that's because of the agreement that they they had with the Marlins. Because remember that right now with being in spring training and from opening day just a couple of weeks just a couple weeks away uh, teams have plans for, for their starters and 
the, the Marlins only allowed Jesus to pitch just one game, so he's going to pitch that fourth game against Israel. And then if they advance to the second round, they will need to replace him. So he's not going to pitch either the quarterfinals or semifinals or the finals if they advance. So he's only going to be able to pitch one game. Same with Eduardo Rodriguez from the Detroit Tigers. And that's why those pitchers on the DPP will have to replace the, the two of them. Are those pitchers in camp with the, or are they still with their big league clubs? No, some of them are still with their big league clubs. Eliezer Hernandez, for example, he's still with the, with the Mets. But Anthony Vizcaya, Eric Leal, Alexis Rivero, those are some of the guys that are on that list. And they actually don't have a, a team in the major right now or, or are not signed to a, a big, a big league organization. So they're in camp with the team. They've been working on every single workout. They did bullpens two days ago. Live BP as well, and today it's when they're going to have a, a real uh, game action. Let's kind of fill it in because we're we're going to try to build excitement for it because we're we are about expanding baseball around the globe. You know that that's why I'm doing this. That's why Dave's doing this. And while Real Voices of the Game Productions is is you know wanting to see the growth of this sport, what does this sport mean around the world, specifically in your wheelhouse, Venezuela, Latin America? A lot, Joe, because it's a it's a window for some young kids, for example, to to live. You know, uh, they they find baseball as, as their way to to live, and they pursue that dream since they're very young, and that's why it's so important. And seeing now the tournament, having the the national team hours away from from playing a a, a big event, it puts the whole country together, and I think that's something very important for every nation, but especially for the ones in Latin America, knowing all the difficulties that we have down there, having some something that it's uniting people, it's it's very special. So that's why it's so big. Uh, Venezuela, as you mentioned, we're, we're, a, we're a powerhouse and, and we have, uh, after the Dominican Republic, more foreign players than any other country in the big leagues. And we still have to, to perform and, and, and manage um, in, in the WBC because the uh, the best result so far was a uh, third place in 2009, but it's unex. I mean, you, there's no way to explain how a team stacked with Miguel Cabrera or Victor Martinez or Ronald Lacuna or um, th- those big stars haven't accomplished anything yet in this tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, because United States hadn't won till the the last one in 17, right? So we're we're six years removed, and I remember Japan started off. They won the first couple, and then you know. You had to worry about Team USA. Now, unfortunately for us in Florida, Team USA is out in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, and so we're missing them. But, you know, you, what do you think it's going to be like? Tell our audience what it's going to be like Saturday night, Lone Depot Park, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, uh, 7 or 8 o'clock. Uh, wow. Which we both will Joe, be there. Every time, Joe, I think about that game, I, I get goosebumps because I, I just can't imagine – how exciting it's going to be. I remember the DR and, and US game in 2017, 2017, and that's the biggest baseball atmospheres, atmosphere I've ever been at, um, including big games in the Caribbean, big games in, in the World Series. There's nothing that I can compare to it. And I think that that Saturday game is going to be, if not more special than, than the one in, in 2017 because of the how big the Venezuelan community is in Miami, the DR community in Miami and, and people flying from, from their countries to South Florida to, to, to watch this game and ha- knowing that you're, you're going to have the Cy Young Award winner, Sandy Alcantara, pitching that day 
against a guy probably like Martin Perez, who was an all-star last year, uh, followed by probably Luis Garcia and those big stars. I mean, Sandy against Ronald Acuna, possibly the first at bat, or against Altuve or against Arias. I mean, it's going to be something very special because they, they really have stars. Like, that's a legitimate all-star team uh, from one to nine. So... Uh, it's going to be very exciting. There's a kind of a rivalry in the Caribbean between Venezuela and the Dominican Republic. The DR has dominated Venezuela forever, forever. So the players also have that chip on their shoulder that they want to win that game to finally, you know, set the tone and, and send a statement that, hey, we can win too. So uh, it's going to be very, very exciting. We know when you go to a spring training game in Port St. Lucie, there's a you know, I'm not the youngest guy in the world, but I would probably be one of the youngest people at the stadium because uh, that Port St. Lucie crowd tends to track a little bit in that 65 to 95 demographic. What is it like up there today? Are the Venezuelan flags all over the place in Port St. All Lucie? Over. Are they being uh, overwhelmed by uh, by a Caracas crew or something? What's going on? A Caracas crowd, but that's, that's, the, be- that's the, the beauty of it because I've I've seen people from Caracas, people that I, I went to school with or I played with when I was in, in, in youth ball in, in Caracas, but also people from different states, different cities. Um, and and that's, that's, that's the beauty of it. I, I see to my right over the Venezuelan dugout and I see all the maroon shirts, which is the, the color of our uniform, um, the Venezuelan flag, the yellow, the blue and the red. And it's something very special. And last night, for example, when we were in West Palm Beach and Martin Perez was performing the national anthem. Seeing all the people uh, singing with him was something that almost brought tears to my eyes because it's it's very emotional, you know. To go going back to what I mentioned at the beginning, uh, being united for the same purpose, it's it's something really special. Dave, I'm going to bring you in to to, talk, to ask Danny a question. Yeah. Dave, just to, to appreciate Danny Alvarez in baseball, when he was like playing their version of Little League, he was catching and he caught in a game against Glaber Torres was hitting on the opposing did. team. So, uh, I did. <laughs> so um, Dave, come on in. I'm sure you got plenty to say to uh, to our star uh, media person, Danny yeah, Alvarez. Just to take our audience around the diamond, share with your audience what the Venezuelan team you mentioned a couple of names, but what will their team look like around the diamond, the starting positions? And, and if you know the DR or around, take them around that so they know what they're in store for this weekend. Yeah, it's going it's to be a, a very stacked lineup. And and what I like about this, Joey and, and Dave, is that the, the Venezuelan lineup at the, at the top, you have Altuve, Arraes, Acuna. So you have contact, speed, and power. And then you have Eugenio Suarez, who is a slugger, Anthony Santander, who is a switch-hitting uh, outfielder that can play very well and can hit very well. Salvador Perez, who hit 40-something homers a couple years ago. Uh, Andres Jimenez was a finalist for Silver Slugger last year in second base. One gold glove at that position. And he's also hitting very well and, and running the bases very well. And guys like David Peralta. Um, Gleyber Torres is probably going to be the DH on, on, on Saturday. So... Um, what, what I'm seeing is a, it's a very complete um, lineup with power, speed, um, contact. Guys can move the ball around around the, the, the field. Yesterday I saw guys running from first to home plate uh, full speed, and that's something good to see in, in, in this time of the year, knowing that they are maybe not 100%, but in a very good level of competition, and, and that's something that, I, that I, I really like from what I'm seeing. 
Now, has the Venezuelan crowd, have they started to trickle into Port St. Lucie? Is this going to be their spring training for the big game this weekend to get warmed up? Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be big. And, and yesterday was big, too, against the Astros. And, and obviously, the Mets and the Astros are the, the home teams. But I felt last night like we were the home team. Like, the game was <laughs> being played in, in, in our country because of the, the amount of Venezuelan people here. So it's something that I, I'm really enjoying and, and seeing so many people supporting the guys. When Joey, David, it's crazy when, for example, Migi comes out of the dugout or Acuna, uh, those guys. But especially with Migi, he, yesterday, every time he came out of the dugout to the on-deck circle to uh, get his at-bats, when he got the game-tying hit and then was replaced for a pinch runner, the ovation, the standing ovation, even with maybe 2,000, 3,000 people, nothing compared to what we're going to see 40, 48 hours from now. I mean, it's, it's, it was something um, beautiful to see. Expound upon that. But like, so our... The difference between the fans that watch regular Major League Baseball as opposed to this World Baseball Classic, to the best that you can, I know we're an audio only, but can you describe what the difference is between the fan bases during this time of year as opposed to just a, a regular game in April? I think that with, with the regular with the regular season, first of all, it's so long and it's every every year, and it's so different when with the. When, when the WBC and especially with, with the Latin countries, we know that it is a short tournament and we know that there are no differences, that you can be from whatever city, state, team you root for in the, in the local tournament, whatever, you are on the same page with everybody and you, you want to show how powerful you, you can be and, and that's something that we, we take a lot of pride in. So... Yeah, it's different because it's not being played every year, and because it's a it's a short tournament, and you, you want to show really uh, who's the best and who's the strongest one. Yeah, I, lo- I love the enthusiasm at the crowds, and when when Major League Baseball comes out with you know fans are bored by baseball and whatnot, they ought to take a look at the Venezuelan crowd and see if they're bored by baseball because I, I doubt absolutely. And 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 same same with the DR crowd. Uh, it's something crazy what what we experience years ago and um joe knows a lot about this but the heritage nights at lone depot are the best nights at the ballpark and every player can tell you that and, and the managers and the coaching staff the atmosphere is completely different and i think that shows to the teams and especially the teams with a, a big latin community how different things could be if you focus more on giving to those communities and and i think that's something that teams have to to take, take notes on because it's it's a whole different game. Yeah, it, it's special. There's no data. We've talked, Danny and I have talked about this, 2007 MLB.com sent me down to cover the Caribbean series in uh, in Puerto Rico, and that was eye-opening. And, and for me, and just to see that passion over in, in Puerto Rico, and I know the Dominican Republic against Puerto Rico is a huge rivalry as well. Um, who do you like in this pool? Obviously, the, the favorites are the DR and Venezuela. How do you like this this South Florida pool here, Danny? A lot. It, it's a shame that um, one of those three powerhouses is going to be out of the tournament. And who knows? Maybe more because even though they're not favorites, you can never sleep on a team like Israel or Nicaragua because it's it's a short. It's such a short tournament. Obviously, DR, they're the favorites. And they're still the favorites, maybe with Venezuela behind them. But I think that with them losing 
Freddy Peralta, Luis Castillo, eh, Luis Severino, some of their bullpen guys, Harlan García, uh, not having Emmanuel Clase, Jose Leclerc. I think that closed the gap between Venezuela and the DR. I know Venezuela lost some important guys like Herman Márquez. They don't have uh, Wilson Contreras, for example, or the back-end guys of the bullpen like uh, Robert Suarez or Bruce Larry-Graterol. They don't have them, but I think they really closed the gap. And that's why that first game, is it's going to be so important um, because obviously you have the favorites in the DR, probably Venezuela behind them, and then Puerto Rico. And someone's going to lose between Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. I'm talking for Venezuelan chances. So that's why those first two games for Venezuela facing DR and then PR are going to be so important. And um, I think it's going to be very close. Maybe we'll have to wait until the last day of the, uh, let's call it regular season of the of the group phase to, to determine who's going to advance because I think this is going to be very, very close. How much interest is there going to be in Puerto Rico? Because isn't... Um... Is Yadi Molina managing them? He's managing. He's managing, and and he's managing. He he managed actually in the Venezuelan Winter League uh, this past winter. Once he okay. retired, uh, the Cardinal season was over in in St. Louis, and then within three days or two days, he was already flying down to to Venezuela. I think that obviously when you go to such a competitive league like the Venezuelan one, um, and you are not a manager with experience. It's it's it, you know things can change uh, a lot because it's it's a whole different game and you don't have maybe the same information about some players and scouting reports and that stuff and I, I don't think Jaddy did a great job I think he did good with what he had but obviously it could have been way better obviously it's a learning experience from him for him uh, and that same is going to be with the with the WBC and and now the way he's going to have to manage is going to be very different. But he also has the respect from every player on that roster who basically grew up watching him and following him, and that's something very, very important. Who's his bench coach, and who's on that coaching staff to help guide him? Um, I cannot remember. I think Alex Intron is on the on the on the coaching staff. Um, okay. Joe Espada maybe was was there? No, I don't he, think he, Joe's. No, he, I don't he, think no, Joe's he, he part was, of the I think, staff. I think, I think I think he was he he was supposed to, to be named as as a manager in the past, but. Um, at the end of at the end of the day, he, he wasn't Ricky Bonus, for example. He's going to be the the pitching coach, and he, I know he's been working a lot with the with the Washington Nationals next to to Davey Martinez. So having those big league coaches uh, that already know those guys that they're going to face in Venezuela and and the DR is going to be very important for them. That's really interesting. The Molina angle is going to be interesting to me because he's such an iconic player and beloved in Puerto Rico, obviously a Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame catcher, yet he's got pressure as a rookie manager for Team Puerto yeah. Rico. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and there's a lot of pressure because we take a lot of pride on it. And, and especially the way countries like Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, um, Venezuela, the way we care about this tournament, that, and th- that's a lot of pressure. And, and Puerto Rico, they've been runner-ups in back-to-back tournaments, and they they're yet to to win that final game. And obviously, I think that adds more pressure because there's the the only thing you can get better after being runner-up is winning the championship. And and there's there's pressure. And I don't think this uh, Puerto Rican roster is as depth as it was in in 2017 and 2013. Yeah. So yeah, I think it adds more pressure. Yeah, it, 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 interesting. Dave, jump in. 
Yeah, uh, I know the the opponent we talked about a little bit of the DR. Take our audience around their lineup too, so they just they understand that this is the, you're talking about potentially one of these two teams being eliminated, and the superstars that are on the Venezuelan team. Talk about the DR team. Who are they going to face up against? It, it, it's crazy to to see that that lineup and from top to bottom with Julio Rodriguez, with Gene Segura, with Wander Franco, Nelson Cruz, Gary Sanchez, Eloy Jimenez, Oscar Hernandez, uh, Manny Machado. They have Robinson Cano, who hit a homer yesterday. Uh, they have Sandy Alcantara on the mound. They have Christian Javier on the mound. Um, their bullpen is very deep, and and that's that that that's why they're the favorites to to win the whole thing because of uh, how stacked they are. When when you see that lineup, Joey, with Gary Sanchez catching, um, sadly Vladi, Vladi Guerrero went down. Yeah, well, I was going to say without Vlad Junior. Yeah, yeah, they had they had Vlad Junior. Um, Ketel Marte, who can play center field, who can play second base, um, a perennial MVP candidate, uh, Gene Segura, who can also help with his contact, Machado, Julio, Teoscar. Julio is probably going to be the best player of his generation for the next 10 to 12 years, we don't know. Uh, and having him at the top of the lineup, um, it's going to be a game changer for, for the Dominican Republic. Have you talked to Julio Rodriguez yet? Uh, not not yet. I talked I talked to him last year in Miami when he hit that homer yeah. against uh, Sandy, and then yeah. in, in, during during the All Star game, um, such a nice guy, such a nice kid, very humble, uh, very smart. The, the 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 IQ that he has for the game, Joey, is at at such a young age. I don't think he's twenty one yet or twenty two, maybe. Uh, it's 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 crazy, and that's why he's gonna be so good for so long. I don't see more slump than the way he's come out in spring training. Yeah. He came out better now than he was last year and that's hard yeah that's and, and that's the scary part right that that he's only gonna get better Dave, t- tell us uh, the storylines you you're following maybe some illuminate some of the interviews uh we'll start with miguel cabrera because i know how close you and your mom are to, to miggy and how important he is and he's like kind of winding it down this year just to for miguel cabrera to be part of this even if it's a limited role yeah, it's 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 definitely gonna be a limited limited role on the field for Miggy. But Joe, every player on this roster grew up watching him and admiring him. And they all know and they all saved by talking to them. Yeah, we know that Miggy won World Series, All Star Games, Triple Crown, MVP, Silver Slugger, everything. He has won everything that a player can win except from the WBC. And that's <laughs> probably the biggest motivation that it, all of them have to know that if they win, they win with Miggy and they're going to be able to tell that story to everyone. We talked to Gleyber Torres two days ago and Gleyber said, you know what? I want to tell to my kid when he grows up, when he sees Miggy in the Hall of Fame. And it's crazy because I, I get emotional talking about this, but he said, when I see my kid growing up and him seeing me in the Hall of Fame, I want to be able to tell him that I play with him and that not only I play with him, but I, that I won a championship with him. And and that's something that, that we all want. And, and Miggy wants it. He's happy. He's enjoying it. He looks like a father next to all of them. But at the same time, when you see them in, in their workouts, stretching on the field, he's just the same little kid that he he was when he got to, to Miami in 03. Yeah, just for background, 
I, I covered the Marlins in, in 03 when, when Miguel Cabrera was 20 years old. I was to hear Danny talking about Miggy being the father figure when I remember the baby face kid being called up from double A and hitting a walk off homer as his first big league hit in extra innings. Uh, it, it's just it's just full circle for me. I'm looking forward to seeing him this weekend. Uh, but um, Dave, I think you, you kind of sense the passion that Danny has. And, you know, we grew up, my first baseball hero was Tom Seaver, basically. Uh, I don't know who yours was, but you could see from, from Danny Alvarez the importance, at least on the international stage, to what a Miguel Cabrera means to their country, to their sport. And I'm, I'm hoping that the young American kids are finding their idols as well. And uh, I think that's one of my takeaways, Dave, from, from what we're hearing right now. Oh, without question. Yeah, we, we, we had Danny on earlier. We, uh, we, we got a great, great background stories on Maggie Cabrera, both personal and professional. Be a great exclamation point on a, really a storybook career uh, for, for him. Uh, Danny, who are some of the guys that maybe our audience wouldn't know, some guys that you would know from the Venezuelan team that they should look out for in the game? Yeah, I think that um, people, I, I think people, for some reason, they're getting to know Luis Arraez, also, he, although he won the, the batting title last year with Minnesota. Um, but he wasn't on a, on a big market, and maybe people didn't pay attention to it. But Luis Arraez is set up for a big tournament and for a big season as well. Uh, I think they're going to enjoy watching uh, Jesus Luzardo pitching, for example, whenever he takes them on in, in Miami. Uh, and I think those two guys, at least for the first for the first round, are going to be so important to them. And, and and that's something that I, that I really want to see. I like they, for example, that they... We, we can see in in the lineup Salvi probably DHing and then Omar Narvaez as a as a catcher and Omar is going to be big for the Mets this year knowing that they they need a guy like him who can guide that pitching and and be such a good defensive catcher and that that can also hit um, so that that's that's going to be a, an, an interesting part maybe in the bullpen uh, guys like Andres Machado or Jose Ruiz are looking. Uh, very good from from what I'm seeing. Same with Silvino Bracho, who had a big year last year in um, in, in the Venezuelan Winter League with Aguilas del Zuli and then winning the championship with Leones del Caracas. And, and that's I, I think those are players that people maybe are not seeing that much, but can play a huge role in this team. Yeah, I think Arias is underappreciated. Uh, Joe will get a chance to see him down in Miami this year, but he's got that unique bat the ball. Uh, game that we don't see anymore puts it in play what a novel approach right yeah absolutely um he's gonna be the table setter for for this lineup and the way he sees pitches and and drives the ball to the other way um it's something that as as you mentioned Dave, we we don't see in today's game maybe we're gonna see it a little bit more with the new rules and the shift banning and all of that but Luis, Luis is different. He, he's special. The way he can make contact and, and get on base, uh, it's something that is going to be really... Uh, I mean, I, I don't think a, a pitcher would like to, to face him because of how much he's going to make him work. I agree. And I'm jealous of Joe. He's going to get to see him every day down there. I, he's one of my favorite hitters to watch. Danny, where did he get his hitting foundation? You, you talk to him a lot. Who, yeah. who does he look up to? Or, you know, what, what, how did he get his approach? Yeah, I... I Luis has has always been focusing on just being quick hands to the ball, and and he's always had that capacity. And and this is not his first time representing Venezuela. We were talking to him yesterday about it, that when he was 
on a, uh, I think it was ADU team. He won a championship as a little kid by being just seven years, seven years old. Seven years, seven years later, he did it as well, um, winning another uh, championship with Venezuela. And what what they've always said about about Luis is the, the, just the way he he makes contact. And now, um, for the last three years, he's been working very closely in every off season with Nelson Cruz. And I think he has learned a lot of Nelson, not only on, not only on the hitting side, but also on how to prepare, how to get ready physically. And that's what has made Luis so good in, in, in the last uh, couple of years. And I think that just, I don't know, the, the way he sees the ball and, and he's able to, to recognize pitches are uh, the biggest factors in on, on, on him. Interesting. Dang, I know your, your time's getting limited and I want to squeeze as much as we can in. You know, obviously the disappointment is we're not seeing Team USA in South Florida, but... Yeah. And we're not seeing Japan with, uh, and I guess last night Shohei Otani just was was crushing it. Uh, what do you like about Team USA? Uh, obviously, if they get to the the, the final semifinals and so forth, they will yeah. see them here. Uh, and Japan and the, and the the uh, teams that are playing out west. Yeah, with with, with Team USA, I, I mean they they should dominate that group in 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 the, the pool C in in Phoenix. Uh, what I like about that team, Joe, is. I like to see the U.S. having so many stars on the lineup. For a baseball side, yeah, it's perfect to have Mookie, Trout, Goldschmidt, Alonso, Witt, Turner, all of them. But I think it's important because not so many people, as I would love to see, are embracing the WBC, especially in, in, in the U.S., the U.S. fans. And having those guys playing there, taking that pride and making those sacrifices and, and being together, it's something that can really change the course of the tournament and the popularity of it. And that's why I think it's, it's so big to, to have to have them there. Obviously, it's a, it's a stacked lineup. Pitching-wise, I, I think maybe, yeah, they could have been better, but it's a, it's a solid rotation when you have guys like Gwen Wright, Michaelas, Brady Singer, uh, and then the bullpen. Maybe not the the fancy guys, but guys then that can really get out uh, with Bednar, Presley, uh, Devin Williams. I think they're very good from from top to bottom, and I, and I like to see that. I like to see their coaching stuff as well. Uh, obviously, with big stars like Griffey, and it's it's something that that can can very can be very good if the U.S. wins wins this tournament. And with Japan, they're pitching. Um, obviously, we're excited to see Shohei. But I'm so excited to see Sasaki, for example, who is a pitcher that in, in a year from now can be joining a, a big league team. So um, that's that's what I really like about them. Yeah, and, and I guess uh, if you talk to DeRosa, the man who's managing USA, Mark DeRosa, I, you got I, to talk to him at any point. I, I didn't during the winter meetings in, in San Diego. And he, he obviously, he said that uh, the, the big, a big thing for him was also giving them, giving all of them playing time and... Obviously, he doesn't have to say much or do much, uh, but just keep everyone working on the, on the same page was going to be crucial for for them, and and that's something that guys that were on that team on the pa- in the past and won in 2017, like Nolan Arenal, for example, are going to be so big for them, and on on, on knowing how to uh, work themselves, you know, in, in in this tournament. Yeah, I'm getting fired up here. Right? Just uh, this conversation, I'm looking at. 
Dave and Jane, the, uh, the USA roster, their lineup is Betts, Crazy. Trout, Schwarber, Goldschmidt, Arenado, Kyle Tucker, J- Trey Turner, JT Real Muto, Jeff McNeil. That's just some to, yeah. of it. And I guess they're playing uh, Mexico, I guess, at Chase Field, and that's going to be kind of rivaling in terms of enthusiasm what we're going to see in Miami when the Dominican Republic plays Venezuela. And how do you think that's going to be, you know, when uh, – you know, when the Mexican fans and, you know, see Team USA and, and Chase Field. Absolutely huge with the amount of Mexican players, for example, uh, Mexican fans in, in Phoenix. It's going to be just similar to, to what we're going to see on Saturday with the, with, with the Dominican Republic and, and the Venezuelan team as well. I think it's going to be the same atmosphere. And remembering what it was in, in 2006 when Mexico beat the U.S. in, in Phoenix in one of the biggest games in, in the tournament history. Dave, what you got? I was just saying, anytime you have the batting champion batting ninth in a lineup, that's pretty, that's pretty <laughs> prolific. And then Rio Muto hitting eight. You know, I watched them last night. Here's the third bat, the, you know, third hitter for the Phillies. Uh, you know, a potential World Series team batting. And let's not forget Bryce Harper was supposed to be in that lineup. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, I know that game's going to start up. This has been a real lively. Um, we, let's let Danny get there. Danny, some closing thoughts from your end before we let you go to this game and watch uh, Venezuela against the Mets today. Uh, some some closing thoughts on on the tournament and what you're looking forward to and what you're going to be working on. Tell everybody how to reach you as well. Yeah, thank you, Joe. I think it's it's the biggest part for for every team is going to be how they manage and how how they handle their pitching, knowing that for the first round, for example, uh, starters can only go 65 pitches and then relievers can go in, in, in back-to-back games. So um, that that's going to be a, a very interesting part, how teams are, are going to manage that. And, and obviously the team with the deepest bullpen might have a, a better plus, uh, chance to, to win. So that's going to be a, the, the big part for them. And you can always follow us in at El Extra Base, El Extra Base and Daniel Alvarez EE on, on Twitter. And Joe and Dave, thank you so much for this opportunity again. Yeah. Uh, Dave, final announcements, and we'll get us out of here. Yeah, great. Dan- Danny, thanks so much for doing We can hear the national anthem in the background. <laughs> now, um, you know, just to our audience, 13,570 plus countries, continue to follow us. Download, listen, like, subscribe, hit us up on social. We'll keep bringing you this great content with Joe here and our other shows. Joe, I'll let you sign us off. Yeah, again, thanks again to Daniel Alvarez. Thanks to Dave D'Agostino producing a great show. And, um, you know, I feel like I should be standing up right now instead of uh, talking as the <laughs> anthem's being played. But I guess it's fitting since we're having a World Baseball Classic theme, uh, so more of a nationalistic approach. Danny Alvarez, have a great uh, great time. I'll see you in Miami at the at the Classic. Uh, for our, our audience, stay tuned. we got this great content going. We're, we're going to keep growing this this channel and with content like this and much, much more. Uh, for Man on Second, I'm Joe Forsaro, and we are out of here. Danny, just hang with us for a second here. Stay.